0: Dogs! Humanity's best friends. For as far back as we know- For about
1: 15,000 years to be exact.
0: Dogs have been the main companions of humans, so it's no wonder so many beloved Disney characters are fur babies like Pluto, Tramp, Perdita, Dodger, Bolt, and you can't forget Goofy.
1: Wait, Goofy's a dog? Someone said he was just a goof.
0: (laughs) Or or a cow. (laughs) I mean, I heard that too. But what kept the Disney company from putting out canine products for so long? It wasn't until recently we've seen pup products available in the parks, despite there being a kennel at Disneyland and a luxury dog hotel at Walt Disney World.
1: We'll be discussing these topics and talk about our favorite Disney dogs on today's episode of What's the D?
0: It's gone to the dogs this episode, so stay tuned. Watch your children and keep an eye out for the white rabbits. Welcome back to What's the D? I'm your host, Damien Daz, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Robbie J. Hello,
1: everyone. As he said, I am Robbie J.
0: Robbie, how you doing?
1: (laughs) Doing pretty good. (laughs) Doing pretty good.
0: Could you tell us what the J is for?
1: Well, actually, Damien, I want to know what the Daz is for. Damien Daz
0: well um it's mostly because i'm just so dazzling i've learned that when you razzle dazzle them they'll make you a star <laughs>
1: razzle dazzle them um. and i'm over here cellophane. They'll never
0: ask why yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just me cellophane oh mr cellophane
0: i have not watched chicago in a while we gotta i gotta put that on
1: it yeah it's about time to watch it again
0: So I've heard that they're going to be doing like a Disney plus um, adult section. So you have to like log in. Oh, so like,
1: like, you know how Netflix has the area for like, this is the kids program. They're going to say, this is the adults program. It's kind of like section for ch- adults because they're the kids of the world, of t- according to Disney. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think like it's going to appeal to a wider audience because I think people still associate Disney with just animation, and you know they really don't even remember. You know, the general population may not even realize that Marvel is Disney or National Geographic or you know Star Wars, maybe because they have such a big to do with the Galaxy's Edge launch. But even then, sometimes,
1: and especially um, the new princesses that are at being added in, like Anastasia.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel
1: about that. She was 20th Century Fox, and now she could totally become a Disney princess. However, I don't think they'd ever have her in the parks, maybe in the future, but Mm. I really did enjoy that movie. So it coming over and being moved into the Disney world, which it, it should already be there. I don't know why it might not be, but they have a lot of the X-Men movies that were in 20th Century Fox but now they're over in Disney Plus. So what's up? Like maybe that other animation films can go on there. What well, my thing is, where are they going to put it? And they have like Disney, Star Wars, Matt Marvel, National Geographic, Pixar and then like okay, does that thing going to start uh, scooting over now so we can like keep going and get to all these different types of movies?
0: On Disney Plus? I mean, they're already putting a bunch of like non-Disney Mike, but right. yeah. you know yeah, if yeah.
1: there's going to be like Broadway musicals that are like not originally owned by Disney. But all Broadway musicals now go into one thing.
0: Right, it's all one category. Right,
1: In, yeah, exactly. So all those things, we'll see, how, we'll see how that works.
0: Yeah, there should be like a, a larger filter. But my concern really is them now that they own a lot of these things, like with you know Fox and uh, and Miramax. Speaking of, but with um, what's that film? The um, the Ice Age. I hear them. There's talks about bringing Ice Age into the parks. Uh, my thought is they're probably like inserted into like Dino Land, which is kind of a failure in my opinion. But um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I, I, as you said it, I'm like, where would they put it in the parks? Mm. Ice Age is a mammoth, a saber toothed tiger. It would have to be Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But I'm thinking. They would somehow put it in the Asia area near Everest. Yeah. So yeah. that Everest realm. But I you know it's a whole there's 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 more land, you never know if you could expand. But right, um right. Yeah, I don't I don't understand where I actually never heard that. I haven't heard that yet, so that's new to me.
0: Yeah, I mean I hope they don't because I don't I don't really consider Ice Age like very Disney esque. I think they acquired it, but I just don't think it's ne- necessary to bring it into the parks. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm still holding out for Zootopia if we're speaking about Animal Kingdom. I oh, so many people do out. not
1: want Zootopia in Animal Kingdom. What? I do not know why. Oh, well, yeah, because Zootopia are the anim... I can't remember the term, anamorphic, where they are yeah. in, you know, regular clothing. But it makes right, sense right. because they are animals to be in an Animal Kingdom. But in Animal Kingdom, you're more of the ferocious raw lion. You know, it's real animals, and in it, a- and that was the whole premise of Zootopia was to not be the ferocious lion and eat the lamb.
0: <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, they're waiting two hours for flight of passage.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, Avatar. F- I don't. See- I don't see why Avatar couldn't fit there because it was, you know, uh tropical area of a, of a nature nature type landscape aesthetic aesthetic yeah. but well we'll see we'll see where zootopia can go now if it's zootopia and they turn the zoo and the entire animal area into like a zootopia type area where you're like at a zoo zootopia and the play on with the animals and they're educating you on what type of animal they are i can get that i can get behind that kind of cool like where Rafiki's um island is used to be the planet watch the planet watch. yeah
0: that's where I was thinking they would do it because it would make so, so much sense because they have you take that train to go there that like that, that could be the train like um Judy Hopps rides to get into the uh city to Zootopia mm-hmm. and then you land or arrive and you know you go on to I mean they're building in Shanghai so they'll probably determine whether it's success and then bring it there if if it's successful in
1: Shanghai. Oh, well, if it's in Shanghai, that means it's going to be in the Magic Kingdom Park. So it wouldn't make mm. sense to come to a World at Magic Kingdom Park unless Disney listens to me and expands ac- behind the Rivers of America, which I don't think it's called that at Disney World. Uh, behind mm. Frontierland, that entire area that's just untouched and there should be mm. an extra train stop there. I'm just mm. saying there's all that land over there. <laughs>
0: My bet's on Zootopia, but we, we'll we see. We'll see. Whoever wins this bet, uh, <laughs> Disney should pay a couple hundred thousand dollars. You heard that first here, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so I am very excited about this episode because uh, I know you are too, because we both love dogs. So let's get into it.
1: so woofly
0: Oh, that was good. Collars, leashes, water bowls, and play toys. Sounds like your everyday hangout at my place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're a dog. When you go into a dog store, it could be a boutique or a local five and dime, and you'll see all kinds of amazing merchandise that caters to that clientele. However, one thing you probably didn't see too much of was Disney merch. Disney was really missing the boat on merch opportunities for a while, Robbie, do you remember the first pet product you saw that was at Disney?
1: Well, that was quite a long time ago. Um Well, I only remember seeing what was it, a small shelf of products at Disneyland. Um and at Disney World it was still another just small shelf. I think it was just like a few leashes. It was nothing too big. I mean, not much of it was really good anyways.
0: <laughs> but but I bet you got it all, didn't you?
1: Well, okay, so I so what if I did? Okay, you know, it's not like there was much to choose from
0: anyways. (laughs) So when Disney finally got into it in mid two thousands, about two thousand and five, Disney allowed for dog company Kroger to put out old yeller dog food. They also put out Arista Cat's cat food in around two thousand and eight. Did you know that?
1: I didn't. I I don't eat that kind of food. And I didn't have a dog back then, so I don't know that I would have known that.
0: But they also like dabbled in a little bit of the collars and leashes uh in the parks and they phased it out for a little bit, but then they reintroduced it in 2015, I believe. Ooh. And then they called it they had their own brand called Disney Tales. But what's really interesting, when you think about the pet industry, here's some stats, you ready? So today, nearly 70% of all households own a pet. With dogs by far the most popular pet, according to the American Pet Products Association. Buying clothes for pets is increasingly popular, with 60% of millennials saying they are likely to buy sweaters, coats, dresses, uh, other fashions for their pets. So it's no wonder why the market is more recently increasing, as these younger generations are spending more on their pets.
1: Well, it's because those boomers gave their dogs separation anxiety. (laughs) really like and us younger generation you know millennials here we are our generation has separation anxiety from having to be away from our pets and our dogs like oh my gosh why i left my dog at home for two hours i need to go back home my dog needs a nap my, my dog needs a walk my dog needs a walk <laughs> our love <laughs> for these dogs is more like the family than it is a pet it's
0: absolutely like a part of us And there's so many apps now that you can like, and cameras that you could have at home to check on your pets, or if that they're at you know the play place you leave that at for the day.
1: Don't play down my separation anxiety of of, with my dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although although now the pets are loving this because we're all quarantined.
1: (laughs) I will take a pay cut if my dog could come to work with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But when Disney first started selling the merchandise in 2006, the market for pets. The sales were about $38.4 billion, and today the market has expanded to a crazy $99 billion at the end of this year it's what it's expected to be.
1: Ooh, damn, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, totally. But I, th- I think it's really interesting that it wasn't until t- 2015 that they officially launched the Disney Tales line. Pet food alone represents about 70% of the Disney's overall revenue from their pet line. And recently, Disney Consumer Products launched a line of dog, dog products at PetSmart. And the line includes apparel, including famous Disney characters like Kermit and Mickey and Minnie.
1: Oh, I think I even saw a, the superhero little sweater. And yes. And of course, I got a R2-D2 um, jacket for Bentley. Oh, he loves it. Well, I love it on
0: him. <laughs> I don't really love putting clothes on my dog. When I lived in New York. Well, your
1: dog is a big dog. It's not like a small, wear clothes kind of dog. I have a a French bulldog, so Mm. I just kind of want to put all kinds of clothes on him.
0: Yeah. Teddy's an Australian cattle dog, rat terrier mix.
1: Wait, what? That was like six different types of dogs.
0: (laughs) He's uh, an Australian cattle dog, blue heeler, and he's uh, mixed with a rat terrier. Um, he's a rescue, but they happen to know the two breeds that he was um, when they brought him in. He was at a kill shelter.
1: Oh, I'm glad and, you got him.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, when when we lived in New York, uh, you know, it, it never rains here in California, but when we're in New York, it rains, and he hates <laughs> – it was so hard to walk him. He would, like, find shelter every time we were walking the streets. So I got him a raincoat, and that was really the only – thing that i got him um i don't don't like many people i know you do and i well obviously from these numbers people just dote on their dogs although that being said i, I do buy a lot of like toys and antlers and you know treats so <laughs> i'm i'm part of that num- those numbers
1: all <laughs> <laughs> oh, the treats um, bentley does not like treats he, oh, No, no, not he what? loves treats he does not like the toy treats like the toy ones oh right like where you like chew on that like he just chews and there's like i don't he just he's like okay i got it what do i do with it now <laughs> right, me, i'll leave it here he's a troubled one
0: <laughs> i just saw um a uh, a gravestone from the haunted mansion that they put out um it's like a squeaky toy but yeah same thing with teddy like he just doesn't really like those kinds of toys he just loves to chew on something i need like a really a thick skinned squeaky squeaker toy that you can like chew on. He loves ears. So he'll chew on the ears and then we can fetch with you the rest of it. That's really cute. (laughs) Teddy's trying to make fetch happen.
1: Oh, please don't try to make fetch happen. That's not happening.
0: (laughs) But they do have some really great. uh, I mean, Disney has partnered with a few different companies uh, that puts out some really great lines like Max and Boone, which is hoity toity. Mm hmm. Buckle Down is another one. Um, Disney Tales, the company, put out dog treats. But I think they've since transferred most of those things to Teen Treats, uh, which is a lot more professional packaging than the Disney Tales. And it's a woman-owned and based out of California company. So Ooh. good on them.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I need to look into that because I know Bentley needs some treats that he'll enjoy and the ones that I can photograph. So... It's the best of both worlds. It works out for both of us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Expect some photos on the gram with some Disney pet toys coming to an Instagram near you.
1: <laughs> but they're not always the easiest for dogs to wear. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I uh is my dog a small, a medium, or a large? And mm. you never really know because I wanna try it on there at the shop, but then I look weird, like, oh sorry, I didn't know if, if we should be touching this or whatnot. But and then I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's adorable. I wanna see it on Bentley, and then Bentley try I have him try it on. And then I'm like, oh, that is ugly. Why did I want to see that on him? It's because the way that things fit, the way the dogs have to wear them, I can understand why it has to work. And so I'm like, how do all these people have such amazing clothes for their dog? And it's I. It's like I can't get Bentley to fit into anything. He's got broad shoulders, so his arms don't yeah. fit in the small dog stuff. He's not, and then the bigger dog things, he's too short, so it's like not gonna work. So I'm kind of like I. I need to find a seamst a doggy seamstress and pay her a ton of <laughs> money to to make some good clothes. Doggy seamstress. <laughs> I love that. But I do have a Mickey Mouse leash. It's a Steamboat Willie leash. Oh, I cute. have a matching bow tie for myself. Love but I it. sometimes will put the bow in, in Bentley's hair, well, his <laughs> near his
0: ear. Uh-huh. So,
1: I yes, I can get away, I, I do get away with, like, making a lot of Disney merch dog stuff work for Bentley.
0: Well, they also have dog merchandise for humans, because, I mean, you've seen the lines, like, um, Dooney and Burke, they have, like, all the dogs, all the Disney dogs, um, on a pattern, on, like, handbags and, mm-hmm. you know, umbrellas, and Lord knows there's a whole bunch of other clothing line products uh that they stamp those things on so you know there's options for you guys that wear this kind of stuff audience <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what if what if loungefly had a lady in the tramp backpack super cute which I'm sure they already do. Someone out there has it. But then they had the exact matching type of backpack or a dog carrier or a leash. Oh, like a harness. hiking bag? Hiking you know, some sign of, like, that matches the backpack. And the yeah. two of you have the same outfit. Like, I feel like that pairing would make dog merch sale even, even more. Because it's like, oh, yeah, mm. cute. There's a Mickey Mouse, you know, harness. Okay, mm. I'm done with having a Mickey Mouse harness. What else? I want another type of harness. Something that that will show not just on the chest, but maybe on the back or right. I mean, it, it, it's all about how they wear. It's all for the gram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if they had things that were more like lifestyle brands, like, like you were saying, like uh, I would, I think Teddy and hikes and I would love if there was like a, a cute little, um, you know, over- <gasps>
1: adventure is out there. Baz. Right. Ooh, that'd be so cute.
0: Yeah, that would be great. And like leashes that are good for like bungee jumping with your dog or, um... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Say that you again? don't do that. You don't do that with Bentley. <laughs>
1: I mean, no, Bentley. I mean, one, Bentley would probably do it. Two, I wouldn't do it, and maybe I would. I don't know. But I, why are you going to go bungee jumping with your dog? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows? You never know. Do people do that? No. Well, I, I think I have seen that where they hold on to the dog. But
1: I have seen people skydive with a dog.
0: Yes, yes. I've seen Australian cattle dogs specifically or German shepherds skydiving. That's insane. But some dogs love it. Yeah. 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 It's... Small dogs would lose their mind.
1: <laughs> like I'm freaking out here, man. I'm freaking out. Like what you doing with me, man. The Chihuahua <laughs> just barking at the wind, trying to bite it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Danny! <laughs> <laughs> what the?
0: He is dog Doggone. dog gone. So, at box lunch—they sell a whole bunch of you know shirts and swag, and a lot of it has you know dogs and other animals inspired by Up and Lilo and Stitch and some really obscure like Robin Hood. You know, Emperor's New Groove kind of stuff, you know. So I think that my point is that they don't sell dog merchandise in there, but I do think that they would do well to do it because people love to buy stuff for their dogs, Mm -hmm. you know? Especially if it's
1: matchy-matchy, like I was saying a moment ago. Right, right. For the pairing of a backpack. But if you had the same exact t-shirt as your dog, or your Mm -hmm. dog had the same as yours, it'd be so flipping cute. Yeah,
0: I think they'll do well with uh, the Halloween. If they put out even more then what i've seen they have some really cute halloween outfits for dogs um but they can get really creative with that
1: but how does disney like so um i mean disney has all these like launches like this sweater is going to be available on this date and it says the most simplest thing as happily ever after and you know it's hot in that day it's completely sold out so how i mean is disney not able to do that with dog products are dog products selling like that i mean yes the numbers are high but what is the difference and how can we get that grab like well, how will they get that grab to be like oh my gosh i need to get this for my dog every everything's about this leash or collar for my dog like w- what is what is that
0: i'm not sure what you mean
1: okay i don't know either <laughs> <laughs> no mostly it's more for like when when disney has a backpack go on sale at downtown disney and right. there's a line around the block to get it and then it's sold out in the first or even a for the stupidest thing ever is a popcorn bucket yeah. and it's sold oh, yeah. out that day and you had to be in the park that day to get it you cannot get it again and maybe until next four months later when they order anymore. Right. So if dog products, if people love their dogs so much, and this was something that they could do, what if there was like a dog bowl, one right limited that was like exclusive, edition, right? You know. Oh yeah, in, I'm in sure people park. would
0: line up for it.
1: They just have to make it the hype.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Hmm. Would I wait in line for it? I guess that's what I should ask myself. Would I that's go wait question. in line that long for a specific type of dog bowl? Hmm. I don't know.
0: I don't know if I would either. Because I'm not in a rush to get it. Although, why would you be in a rush to get a popcorn bucket? Because it's limited edition, right?
1: Well, because you had the matching pair, you know. And people are collecting these things for their wall, but for their dog, they're like, "I got a bowl already. I already have a bowl." Yeah. So, and I think that's what one. That's probably why it took so long for Disney to even get into the market. Because I mean, dogs have been around for fifteen thousand years. So, mm. you know what. People's respect and love for dogs has changed more recently. So getting them to be the shopping ticket—I mean, I guess it's going to have to be at the do- the PetSmart level. Maybe not at Disneyland.
0: I mean, they sh- they have specific dog stores in Di- well downtown Disney. They have it at the Home Shop, where they have like a whole section for their line of Disney Tales. With, I think, a few other brands mixed in. And then in Disney World and Disney Springs, they have at the Marketplace Co op, they have a section that's called Disney Tales, everything for your pet. And they have a big Mm -hmm. picture of Pluto and Figaro. So they cater to both. I don't know about any other pets. I've I've seen like a turtle that has um, like a knit Yoda. Thing that goes over at shell <laughs> 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 which is so cute but then you know they sh- it shows up in other places i've seen it uh, in california adventure and those shops as you enter near the mugs so they sh- they show up in a lot of the a lot of different shops in the parks but outside of that and PetSmart, where else i, I just i feel like they're missing an opportunity to, sh- to show up in those boutique shops or you know the local Mompa, you know pet store you know Mm-hmm. I, like I never see Disney merch there, and I find it interesting. Maybe they try to make it exclusive, like you can only come come to the Disney park so that you can get it.
1: I guess it's mostly to target the the Disney fan. Not everyone out mm. there is a Disney fan, so maybe they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll sell a Green Bull instead of the Yoda Bull." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if they sold a baby Yoda, you know, the baby Yoda bull, like a uh, his little. Floating saucer mm, the thing, bassin, uh, the basin, the, the, the basin, whatever. Yeah. And if they had like the bowl that looked like that, and then in the bowl, after the dog eats the food, is Baby Yoda's face. We freaking it pops adorable.
0: up like it's Halloween hands. <laughs> no, even if it's just drawn along
1: the bottom, so the bowl is still a bowl, right? But the outside looks like you know what Baby Yoda was in. I mean, yeah. if you think if you get creative about these types of things, that's what gets people to want them. You know why we want a Baby Yoda doll. And it's going to be out in six months, and I've already ordered it. But I'm not going to you know, want a dog bowl for my baby Yoda.
0: If Kevin and Jody designed one, you know that people would wait in line. Maybe. I would. Yeah, probably. I think so. Because their, their stuff just, you know, they leave the shelves so quickly. And if you try to buy anything from them since, like on eBay or anything, it's hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for the things that they've designed. They are just rolling in it, these guys. They're so brilliant
1: and you know what and it's because those things are designed it's not just put together and thrown out on into a disney park if there was some of that time which disney doesn't want to pay for the design they want to give out the licensings to these people to do that but then why don't they sell the designer products in the parks i would rather see that than the same mickey mouse harness that has been there since 20 probably since 2015
0: yeah yeah
1: Sorry, um, I really want more stuff for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: They do have pet ID tags that you can customize.
1: Well, that's cute. I have three, <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome because they come with one of them has they have like a uh, the scan the QR code. So right, if right. you scan the QR code, you all of your dog's information and you know and your information. And once the barcode's scanned, an email is already sent to you. So that's already really cool about that that safety technology. But I mean. That QR code you can't just put on the internet. So I don't want to get that right away. So I'm not going to take a photo of it so I don't put it on Instagram. So, I mean, my priorities are all out of whack because I love my dog. I want I want to photograph him into the cutest things and cuddle him and hold him and then go to bed. And call him Harry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a Looney Tunes reference.
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: Just kidding. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm exiting this podcast.
1: (laughs) Go to go to Looney Tunes Podcast. Where's the nearest exit?
0: Did you know that Disney has a kennel? They sure do. It used to be called Ken L. Land Pet Motel in Disneyland, and it opened on January 18, 1958. It was sponsored by Ken L. Ration. Since then, Calcan, Gaines, Friskies, and even Purina have been sponsors, and now it's called Disneyland Kennel Club. The kennel is still operational today, although it does not have a sponsor, it's just Disney's.
1: The entrance is so small, though. It's like just some tiny hallway. But the dog walk area is super cute.
0: Yeah, it looks a lot smaller now from what it used to be. But the building hasn't moved. The kennel's now hidden behind the structures for the strollers and wheelchair rentals. And the new rental facility opened January 12, 2010. But what I do think is really interesting is currently the price for boarding at Disneyland Resort Kennel Club is $20 per pet per day. That's it?
1: That's pretty... That's pretty it's fair, reasonable. actually. Yeah, like especially for the safety of my pups. Like, uh, hello, I don't want him. Like, if I can't take my dog in Disneyland, I'm not leaving him in the car. Hell no, H two O. And if he can't be at home for the entire day, uh, I'm taking him there.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's why Walt Disney created it. He wanted to have it created because he didn't want the, pets left in cars.
1: Again, another brilliant move. And I bet that was before, like the laws of you shouldn't leave pets in the car like those whole big I'm, i mean I, I, I don't even mean. know if that's actual law but i think that it was before anyone even thought of it because people were just like yeah the dog will be fine in the car and okay. you're like no ass excuse me butt wipe <laughs> <laughs> um so but did you know that disney world doesn't just have a kennel they have a disney dog hotel what yeah <laughs>
0: Can you please explain what you found because I've heard of it but I didn't realize it was to that extent.
1: No, literally it is a like grandiose hotel. This facility, this hotel, it's owned by Best Friends Pet Care and I what I, I will let me just read you the accommodations available for the dog. Like you you have to like just hear this.
0: I I wouldn't even think about traveling to Disney Disney with my dog, but you might Changed my mind. Well, oh, well <laughs>
1: if you think about it, like you don't <laughs> want to be gone from your dog too long. Like this will be the great place. But they have this mm. he has his own hotel, which by the way, has a seventeen thousand square foot air conditioned indoor space, ten thousand square feet of covered outdoor run areas and play areas. But that's not all. And a <laughs> twenty-five thousand square foot dog park. Oh my God. That is what is that? I mean, do the math. Maybe it's not that big according to the size of like Disney World resorts. But right, for yeah. a dog facility, it is brilliantly huge. There's about 75 highly trained pet care providers, which is brilliant because, you know, we they love animals first and foremost. And then they're there for the humans. Like usually it's like resorts are like at Disney World. They're like, we're here for the families and we're here for your beckon. No, this way it's like, uh uh-uh, we're here for the animals. Drop them, leave them. We love them. You guys go to your Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So now here's where it gets interesting. Here are the list of the v- suites. <laughs> Mind you, it says suites VIP luxury suite. This 226 square foot suite package includes two potty walks, two play groups, a flat screen television <laughs> webcam. Hold on. I'm not done bedtime story and after a three-day stay a bath
0: oh my bedtime story i need to and i would i would watch the webcam just so i could see this bedtime story situation. i don't even <laughs> give my dog a
1: bedtime story <laughs> he gets bedtime tv
0: and i bet you they put a, a cap on their head when they're taking a bath like percy
1: oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like Percy from Pocahontas. I love it. Okay. Okay. So there's more.
0: Oh, my. Oh there's wait, now there's
1: a vacation villa. This is a 72 foot, squ- excuse me, a 72 square foot suite package that includes one potty walk, a play group, and a flat screen television and turned down biscuit. <laughs> turned down for Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Turned down for oh oh my goodness so that and those are the, those are the top two. The other one is of course an indoor outdoor suite this dog gets 32 square feet uh, to have an indoor and an outdoor area where they get one potty walk which is really cute because that means the dog can go outside use the potty on its own and then actually goes and gets a walk but all of that for freaking dogs like hello.
0: So this is a little different from what Disneyland does because you have to come back. They don't actually handle the dogs. You have to come back to walk your dog or play with them. So they have an area mm-hmm. for that. But this mm-hmm. sounds like you don't even have to come back from the park. They do it all for you. No,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. You don't even have to. Which wow. some people now I think people out there would be like, "Why would you just leave your dog somewhere?" Now think about if you had to travel somewhere far, mm-hmm. and you were going to be there for 2 weeks. And you didn't want to pay or didn't want to leave the dog at home with someone that didn't want to stick care for it or board it at home, but you could board it where you're going and be able to see your dog, monitor your dog and go visit your dog. I mean, that's, that is that in itself, being able to be on a two week to one week to two week vacation and still visit with my dog and not feel like I can't go visit my dog. That alone makes me think, yeah, I'll, I'll put this money in for this pup. I could do that. Well-
0: yeah. And also, like when I go away, I pay for someone like um, with Rover or uh, uh, some other companies that I leave with a stranger. I mean, they have like a profile and everything, and they sometimes have a dog, and you can like filter by what they offer. But the amount that you're paying, well, we haven't gotten to prices, but at least for what I imagine it to be is probably the same that I would pay for these Rover overnight stays or week stays. Right.
1: I would assume, so. I mean, it, of course, it depends. Are you going to get the luxury suite or just the indoor suite? I mean, well, that's going to change your life.
0: I guess it comes down to price. Like, what, what is the cost for the VIP luxury suite?
1: Well, per night for the larger suite that included all the shenanigans, all the good times and the video screen and your little, your little, your little <laughs> web cram. <laughs> um, it's about, it looks like it's about $109 per night. Okay and i mean remember it's right
0: your side but
1: i have a feeling this comes with the comfy bed this yeah. comes with which is like a it's not just some cot it's a mattress cot with foam rubber or something and then you get two potty walks that means your dog's getting walked regularly remind you it's not you doing that two play groups again that means your dog is hanging out with other dogs if your dog can do that Mine can't. So that wouldn't be for me. But, uh, you know, if you're, you're, he's able to socialize with other dogs and play group means he's getting exercise, flat screen TV, meaning your dog's not bored and quiet and other dogs barking around him. He gets to to have music or sound going on a pet Chaz webcam. So, I mean, yeah, there's, you get to speak with your dog from your phone. I would pay $109 to do all of that junk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably not for two weeks, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe not.
1: Maybe not for two weeks. Well, you know, hey, if you had to do, how much would be the kennel for where you were at? You know where you're at.
0: Um, if I left them with uh, somebody through like Rover Service, I would. It would probably be anywhere between like forty to fifty dollars on average.
1: Well, then you have that option here on at Disney World for indoor only includes two potty walks, forty seven dollars. So if you okay. want to be the cheapskate and not give your dog the luxury <laughs> life that it deserves,
0: and the you, have, feeding
1: mattress. you have that option. But Damien, that's on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. Uh, Wait, Teddy you're talking I to
1: someone see. who spends oh, a Disney World trip, will buy a, uh, the, a suite for himself for three days because no one wanted to go. And I was like, fine, I'm getting all the good accommodations. I'm going to pay for it myself. So, yes, I will definitely pay for that for my dog. But there are options. Um, I believe Disney World is trying to make dog accommodations
0: at the hotels. Certain at hotels. a
1: few hotels.
0: Yeah, I heard there was like a pilot.
1: Yeah, it's like a pilot like program. I'm going to pull right. it up so I can read it. Okay. So, the pilot program is only available as of right now at Disney's Art of Animation Resort, Disney's Port Orleans Resort, Riverside disney's yacht club resort the cabins at fort wilderness those four only now the cabins make sense there's an outdoor area but i guess this is a pilot program where you can board your dog in a dog area so it has its own suite i'm assuming right
0: and they probably put out like pet relief areas and like you know green spaces for the pets to be oh yes right
1: and they probably and it says here they get a pluto's welcome kit Comes with a probably, uh, it doesn't say what it comes with, but I'm assuming it comes with some sort of treat. Right. You know, m- mom and pop, a little toy, something that they can wear, knowing Disney. <laughs> there's probably going to be a store there. Ooh, maybe this is how they're going to get merchandise everywhere.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: You know, smart, board your dogs. Thing. I mean, and I read somewhere that the pet hotel either is at 15% capacity during the slow periods to 100 percent capacity majority of the time so people do travel with their dogs
0: oh yeah absolutely especially people who drive and i mean we stayed at the four It is cabins each time but we never drove because we were from New jersey but most people that stay at the cabins they drive because they have cars um or they have the rvs mm-hmm. you know so but this is great that they're being more dog friendly i love this
1: And so, yeah, being especially, I'm glad that you said more dog friendly. So, so far at Disney World Resorts, the four that we mentioned, only dog accommodations are available, but the Pet Hotel, Best Friends Pet Care, they'll accommodate cats. So far as I know, pigs, (laughs) because people have pet (laughs) piglets, and they accommodate it. And then the Pocket Pets, which I believe are birds and guinea pigs, hamsters, and any type of rodent that your child desires. but. But now get this, this is actually on the the mention that it states which types of animals are not allowed. And it's oh, yeah. any wildlife. oh gosh, hold on, let me read this right. So it says, please note that best friend's pet care cannot accommodate venomous pets or primates. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Native wildlife. Or exotic species are not allowed inside the facility, Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) All the tourists just bring in their pets. (laughs) My God. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's got to bring a pet so they have a place to stay. Well done, Disney. Well done. Well done, indeed.
0: They elicit love, excitement, and yes, even fear. And just like dogs, who have many recognizable traits in our cultures at home, like a family companion or guard dog, dogs on film also depict those traits, and more, while other animals are narrowed to a simple representation of their species. Dogs have been depicted in many genres of film, whereas other animals usually serve a singular purpose. Okay, everyone. What he means by that is like... Snakes
1: are usually a villain like Jungle Book or Robin Hood, comedic raccoons in like Pocahontas and Incredibles, and even a pissed off cat, which I think that's like every Disney movie <laughs> with a cat. <laughs> well, I mean, except Oliver and company.
0: He wanted to be a dog. I mean, so they had a cat that. named Lucifer. <laughs> Literally. Dogs in film have so many roles. There's the good boys, usually in comedic films. There's the coming home dramas with the dog as the hero. And of course, they are the muscle to the villains. Dogs are more ingrained in human society than arguably any other animal, given that dogs were domesticated over 15,000 years ago. We've had more time to build relationships and lore, and you can see that in our culture today. Think about it. Post-World War II, when Americans were ready to get back to domestication, images and ads depicted a family sitting around a TV or fireplace, and sure enough, a dog was right there with them. The dog was included with the quote-unquote nuclear family. Even Pluto had his own war films. Totally. And dogs have deep roots in history, as well as Hollywood, and of course, in the very many Disney films. So between post-war America to today, the Hollywood depiction of our canine friends has captured our hearts. Dogs typically provide a sense of security. And even if they are depicted as villains, they are still seen as loyal and just a reflection of that person. So it is never the dog's fault. (laughs) They got it made.
1: They can do no wrong, them dogs.
0: (laughs) Such fascinating creatures.
1: You know, I bet Walt Disney was attacked by an angry band of violent cats. And then he was nursed back to health by a loving dog when he was a child or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's no question. He definitely preferred dogs over cats. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people don't mind when humans die on film. But if you kill a dog, forget it. Mm. You'll hear from every ASPCA, rescue nonprofit and dog lover Ten times till Tuesday.
1: Oh, I'm swinging my <laughs> arms right now. You don't touch that dog.
0: You Do don't kill touch dogs. that
1: dog. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, the Yeller, oh,
0: <laughs> don't make me cry." <laughs> it was devastating. <laughs> oh, traumatizing. so
1: if you I, exactly, it, it can be traumatizing for a lot of people out there. So if you are a person who does not like when a dog has dies in a show, on a movie or a film, please just go to. Does the dog die.com? So you can prepare yourself. Yes, this is a real website and it will help <laughs> you through it.
0: It filters through everything uh, violence or death or whatever. It's fascinating. How many characters, how many dog characters are there in Disney films a- and Pixar? How many do you think? Or have we done research?
1: Well, if I did my research right um, and I looked at the right websites, it should be about 65. And just so that everyone knows, the villain Pete from Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse's nemesis, he is not a dog. So, yeah. <laughs> so many people get this cor- incorrect and they're like, he's a dog as well. Nope, he is a cat. But he actually started out as a bear. Yes, yes he did. Peg leg Pete. It was well, like that was before Mickey Mouse. So right, right. Pete is older than Mickey, about 94 five now because mickey is 91 so yeah he is older than mickey but then was turned back into went from a bear to a cat lost, got his leg back <laughs> then lost his leg again so we don't know where that leg went or and then got <laughs> and the leg back. back so back and forth here back and forth here
0: <laughs> and then he became goofy's neighbor
1: oh yeah and well, he was not a good neighbor to goof poor goofy but yes so there are and i've actually i mean some websites will say 63 some say 64 now it also is crazy because some sites only depict the disney classic films and pixar dog characters as dogs but i'm also like wait a minute this list is missing the dog from beauty and the beast footstool Mm. which i don't think is his name but he was the footstool so i'm going to call him that I think that's also the zero was not on this list, but I mean, if, if you give me like one minute, I can talk about all of these dogs. Can I say all their names really fast?
0: Yeah. Let's see how fast you can do it. No, it's kidding. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to say the movie and the, uh, the dog and the movie they're from. All right. All right. Alphabetically. Here we go. Alpha from up angel, lady in the tramp Two, beta from up bolt from bolt, <laughs> Boris, Boris, from Lady and the Tramp, Bruno from Cinderella, 1955, 50, Bull from Lady and the Tramp, Buster, now this one Buster's been in a few. Lady and the Tramp 2, Meet the Robinsons, and Toy Story, which I know him from. Cash from Fox and the Hound Part 2, Chief, Fox and the Hound, Colonel, 101 Dalmatians, Copper, Fox and the Hound, of course, Duchess, Lady and the Tramp, Danny, 101 Dalmatians, Dante, Coco, DeSoto, Oliver and Company, Dixie, the Fox and the Hound 2, Dodger, Oliver and Company, Doug, Up, Einstein, Oliver and Company, Floyd, Fox and the Hound, Francis, Oliver and Company, Footstool, Mine, Beauty and the Beast, Francois. Francois, Lady and the Tramp. Freckles, 101 Dalmatians, Gamma, up. Georgette, oh, she was adorable. I Oliver and Company. Jock, Lady and the Tramp. Lady, of course, Lady and the Tramp. Lafayette, the Aristocrats. Little Brother, from Mulan. Lucky, from 101 Dalmatians. Max, the Little Mermaid. Okay, now someone would say Max also, because he's Goof's son. Mochi, Lady and the Tramp. Nana, Nana, Peter Pan, Napoleon, Aristocats. Patch, 101 Dalmatians. Pedro, Lady and the Tramp, Peg, Lady and the Tramp, Penny, 101 Dalmatians, Pepper, 101 Dalmatians, Percy, Pocahontas, so cute, take a bath, Perdita, 101 Dalmatians, Pluto, Prince and the Popper, but I mean all of Mickey films, Pongo, 101 Dalmatians, of course, Rita, Oliver and Company, Rolly, oh, I'm hungry, 101 Dalmatians, Roscoe, Oliver and Company, Rose, Fox and the Hound 2, Ruby, Lady and the Tramp 2, Rusty, Milano. Hun- oh, yeah, was it? Hmm. Uh, Rusty, Home on the Range. Scamp, Lady in the Tramp 2. Scratchy, Lady in the Tramp 2. Scud, oh, he was the violent dog. Toy Story, Sparky, Lady in the Tramp 2. Stella, Princess and the Frog. Thunderbolt, 101 Dalmatians. Tito, Oliver and Company. Toby, the Great Mouse Detective. Tuffy, Lady in the Tramp. Tauza, 101 Dalmatians. Tramp, of course, Lady in the Tramp. Trusty, Lady and the Tramp, Waylon, Fox and the Hound. Zero, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, but there is one missing. Which is? The dog that says Danny's name, 101 Dalmatians. He might not ever have been named, but he should have been because he had lines too. (laughs) What's the word, Danny? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I need a freaking breather because that was a lot of dogs to label. Sorry, you guys all had to listen to that, but I, there there are all the dogs from the, the list we'll, of will We'll put these up
0: on Instagram or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was like three minutes of Some eating. people
0: fast-forwarded.
1: They <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah, if you fast-forwarded that moment, that is all right. Um, but thank you for bearing with us if you got them all. So if you had any questions about which dogs you'd didn't know about or know about that was all of them or the most of them but if you know of dogs that we missed because there are a lot of lists out there i would love to add to this list about which disney dog because this is so far only dogs from disney animated features and pixar now i'm hot okay so but out of all of those who were some of your
0: favorites well tramp is my absolute favorite disney character i have him tattooed on my arm i love him i love what he represents i love i mean what I love about Lady and the Tramp is that it was such a departure from Disney's previous films. It was I thought it was very adult. Because it obviously still had the animated dogs, you know, and just an adventure kind of film. But it touched on some very adult themes like romance, uh, leaving home, social awareness. It was the very first contemporary film, in my opinion. I, I think mm-hmm. it took place in 1909, but it depicted a very sm- similar duality that Walt himself experienced. Between the scrappy life and the refined life. I also love the fact that it's something extremely personal for Walt. Because there are a lot of elements in the film that include events from his own life. Because, as you know, like in the very beginning of the film, when Jim Deere gives Lady to Darling, she comes out of a hatbox, right? Yeah. So, Walt actually always wanted a dog and when he met lily he uh they bought a house and he was trying to convince her to get a dog and she doesn't she wasn't really up for it he finally went through a book and showed her uh, uh she fell in love with this chow chow the the breed so mm-hmm. he was like all right that's it i'm gonna get a chow chow for her for christmas and he actually put the dog's name is sunny in a hat box. It, uh, in uh, for as a gift for Lily for Christmas, and she fell in love with it, and they ne- you know she never left it side, and I just thought it was really cute. Um, and also, the film is based on his hometown, Marceline, Missouri.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I
0: mean, the city, the city, was also part of the inspiration behind Main Street in Disneyland. We all know that. And it actually opened a month after Lady and the Tramp premiered.
1: Oh, that's you know cute! That? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So. <sighs> There's a lot of great things about Lady the Tramp. And the best thing of all for me is Tramp lives this adventurous, color-free life, but he finds his final adventure with family and love. And, um, you know, I just think that's very romantic.
1: <laughs> and you're right, because it's more contemporary, because it's almost that, it was almost like they took the, the uh, Romeo and Juliet Plotline, right. mm-hmm. but made it um less suicidal <laughs> <laughs> and uh and less against like family burdens more about the adventure of the love that they've of two people from different parts uh do different tracks i guess you could say yeah parts of the yeah. track and really made we able to get them to fall in love which is an, a timeless story because that happens all the time and it's still the lady and the tramp love story totally oh did you see the live action version
0: i did and, and I actually so I cried. liked it. Yeah, I was very impressed with the anima- animation of the dog speaking. That was very impressive. If I'm, not, if I'm not correct, Lady and the
1: Tramp came out around the same time as Dumbo live action did?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, Disney Plus was launched. It launched with Disney Plus, and Dumbo came out around the same time in cinemas. So I had seen D-
1: Dumbo in theaters i didn't love it it's a whole nightmare for christmas thing people. and you and i are going to do an episode about that at another date <laughs> because i love tim burton but it was too batman playing it was too the cast of batman
0: do <laughs> playing
1: <laughs> so no,
0: tim burton has we have yeah. issues with him i do anyway <laughs>
1: But back to the dogs but then lady and the tramp live action came out and i was like well this should have been in theaters it was so dealt well done hmm. the live action was more live action than dumbo yeah. and i know dumbo is the cgi but like the dogs were all rescues and they were all actors dogs it wasn't just a cgi film about dogs. it was just so yeah, well tramp was done.
0: actually a mutt that was rescued and they trained and he mm-hmm. was the lead actor so Lead acting dog. I shit I shitsu not. <laughs> I shit not. not No more pun.
1: <laughs> you little pup. Um.
0: But yeah.
1: And then the 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 spaghetti scene really brought me to tears because it was like they reenacted it so well from the first from the original cartoon mm-hmm. and redid it in this live action moment where it just worked. It worked so well. I'm going to need to watch it again because it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched it since the first time I watched it, but you just reminded me
1: that I want to watch it again. Oh, and be sure to have spaghetti and meatballs while you're watching it and a little
0: bit of wine. I also liked how they fixed some of those racial stereotypes. Yeah,
1: and I did like that um, because they did take out the Siamese cat. Well, they didn't take out the cats, but they did take out their song. They they changed their tune, which was good, but uh, I still did not like the cats and not in a way where it's like you don't like the cats because of what they did in the film i don't like the cats because they did so good at making those cats horrible Mm. horrible cats that i was like oh my gosh i don't like those cats they're so mean stop terrorizing everything and so yeah i was really i was really like in my head like stop shredding the couch stop it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was done really well uh
0: what's your favorite dog? Disney dog. Oh my goodness. Um Wait, where's my list? You just went through 65 of them.
1: <laughs> I know I just went through 65 of them and I have to relook at them to be like, "Well, who how do you choose your favorite dog? Again, it's like choosing your favorite child and you shouldn't <laughs> have one." Um,
0: I also loved Bolt. Bolt was also amazing. I think I might get Bolt as a tattoo.
1: Bolt was awesome. Oh goodness. Ooh. Rolly Rolly was such an amazing character because he was always hungry. He I'm hungry, like, he, was, he was like my, my <laughs> spirit animal. Um, however, Little Brother from Mulan sticks in my head all the time. It's a, it's a character they didn't push too much into because it was only the beginning and the end. But Little Brother, and he'd come around, and he was that small, of course, French bulldog-looking you know, tongue and like, put the tongue out was like, and I was like, Oh, it's adorable. And uh, so I would say little brother is one of my tops. Oh, I don't, I wish mine was like yours where it was like a a coming (laughs) home story. Mine's like the cute one,
0: (laughs) but you know, it's a big range between, you know, a, a complicated film to a very simple thing. And that's, what's great about dogs. And that's the whole point is that dogs cater to all different sorts of taste. And they and they range between being this really complicated existential character to just a, a you know a happy, go lucky dog that just makes you smile.
1: Ooh, I just realized you made me think of the one dog that I do love. Go on. Winston from the Pixar shorts. Winston. Oh, from Out. Well, not no, oh. no, no. See, there's that dog from Out. Winston had his own Pixar film. So Winston is the one where his owner always fed him food. And I think he's a Boston Terrier. His owner fed him food. And then when the owner met a girl because of Winston, the owner, and you never see the owner's faces, but the owner like started feeding him healthy food and healthy food. And he was like, I don't want Brussels sprouts. Ugh, you know and i love brussels Ugh. sprouts oh it was called feast is yes. the name of the um is the name the of the um pixar I short i love the Sorry. animation with that i thought this i, I just thought it was winston because that's his name so then you know if the movie goes on the short goes on and she breaks up with him i do not remember why i'm gonna have to go back and watch they get you know they separate and then the dog's like oh i get <laughs> all my food again and he then realizes this is, uh, that his own his person is depressed and just and he's like oh no something's wrong and then he's like i gotta go find this woman i I know where she is and he runs and runs into her and they see each other again and then they're um spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler alerts i don't care they fall in love and then uh at the very end of the film at the short he's like all right i gotta have brussels sprouts again that's fine whatever for their love i'll do it and then one all of a sudden a meatball rolls off the table and falls onto the floor and winston looks up and it's like what i get more junk food and it's the baby oh so cute (laughs) sorry yes i'd have to say that winston is probably my favorite disney dog even though it's not in a disney film a full length feature. Animated.
0: Right. That is such a good, I love the animation with that one. It's so well done. Mm-hmm. I love that they got to experiment. Uh, that was one of the earlier ones, like the paper airplane one, mm-hmm. uh, which was just a different style that they, you know, attempted and, you know, too much, much success.
1: Yeah. It was such a great, great film and give it up for Pixar um, shorts for P- P- Pixar. Spark. Yeah. Spark shorts. <laughs> Marked and shorts. also
0: a special shout out to the dog from Out because uh, that, that short made me cry. Yes. And the fact that they chose a dog in that short to represent the duality between a simple, trusting character. And when they switched roles and he was able to overhear the mother's inner dialogue or inner monologue or in her thoughts, the fact that it was a dog that was able to still be there. And then when they transferred back, it helped the situation. I don't think it could have been any other animal, you know?
1: Well, it's also like the innocence of the dog is something you can confide in.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Where she felt so comfortable in front of this dog to exp- express all of her feelings and the dog, because normally a dog would be like, uh-huh, just pet me. And little did she know that her son is inside the brain of the dog. And so that innocence of uh, that exp- being a vulnerable moment in front of a dog with a dog is why we're, they're such a great companion. Right. I I I cry. I know you're <laughs> going to get me to cry again because that was that scene.
0: Here's that moment. That, that one
1: moment. There that that- was that moment. <laughs> oh, and it just all the... There's that pent up energy, and it's the frustration, it's the life, and then you're just in front of this dog, and the dog had just bit you. You didn't, and you didn't yell at the dog. You yelled at yourself, and then just told all of this information out. And then the dog was like, "The son, of course. Oh, mom. Mm. I know. So good.
0: So magical. Speaking of." And as always, we're going to close out with sharing something magical. It could be a nonprofit, it can be a film, it could be a character, uh, it could be anything that just brings magic to our lives. So, Robbie, do you want to share what yours is?
1: Sure, absolutely. Something magical that I want to share is service animals. Most of them, mm-hmm. service animals are dogs. Actually, ma- the majority of service animals are dogs. And there is a page on Instagram called Dogs of Disneyland and it's dogs underscore of underscore Disneyland. And they have been showcasing all sizes, kinds and loving dogs of Disneyland. And these are the service animals that get to come into the park because they're doing their jobs and they're looking adorable doing it. Oh, my goodness. They're so, so cute. There's a collie who looks just like Lassie, and she's mm-hmm. on the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and the toad buggies. And, I mean, they're adorable. And not many people All realize right. that the work that goes into being a service animal is a lot. You ha- These dogs have to go through immense training. They're most likely, usually, they're rescues that go through this rehabilitation training to become a service animal and find a loving home. And they provide so much security and safety for their person. I've seen a dog at a park once move through a crowd because their owner was having a seizure. I was I don't know if it was a full seizure, but the owner was having a panic attack and the dog moved through and got her to an open area. And it was I was like, Oh my gosh, I have everyone move, have everyone move and like move for the dog and this person. And The woman got the dog, she grabbed something out of this little bag from the dog and she, I think it was some sort of medication. And then she calmed down and the dog had his paw on her leg. It was the most adorable moment. And so I want to remind everyone, these dogs are not for you to pet. They're for you to say, oh my gosh, I love you. Don't pet you. Oh, I pet you with my mind. As my friend Ika says pet you with my mind you're so adorable (laughs) and you know let them keep going you can um go to this page dogs of disneyland i believe there's also one for disney world but dogs of disneyland it's it's magical it's it's just magical to see when a dog goes by everyone wants to touch it please don't um and that's what i have to share today
0: i love that Uh, yeah I, i think there needs to be a big shout out to service animals they work hard every day um You know, there's a a series on Disney Plus, I don't know if you saw it, called Pick of the Litter. Mm, Not yet. And it's, it's, it's actually pretty fascinating. I didn't know how much work actually went into this. I mean, these are specifically for guide dogs that lead the blind, but they do it, they start training at like a week old. And it's, it's called Pick of the Litter. There's six Labrador retrievers and they are fostered by certain families and you follow them and see which ones fail or which ones, you know, move on to the next part of their training. It's, it's really fascinating. So I say, check it out. I only watched the first episode, but it is, I'm already fascinated. And with what you just said, I want to watch it more.
1: Ooh, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to watch that too. Pick of the Litter. Disney Plus. So what do you have to share?
0: So mine is a rescue, uh, actually, in my neck of the woods here in Silver Lake. It's a nonprofit called Mayday Rescue, M A E D A Y. M A U S C. They have a foster-based program uh, where they literally save hundreds of dogs from shelters and the streets. They have meet and greets at their Mayday outpost. Uh, and the shop is really cute, too. They saw all these like cute boutique things, but they have this space in the back where uh, if you're going to foster or adopt a dog, you can go and meet and greet in the back of the grass and it's a cute little area. And with, also, I met the owner and she's such a great woman. Her name is Natalie. Uh, she's so sweet and kind. And her wife is awesome too. And she has some of her, her own pups that you know stay with her while she's working one actually i don't know if it was actually hers or not but i think she was fostering this blind and deaf dog it was so heartbreaking and she just like cradles it and holds it because what else can this poor little puppy do you know oh it broke my heart uh, but she also has a story. The reason why she started it, uh, she was actually going to be a presenter or host. And she the reason why she was in LA, I believe. But she was in a rollover car accident and she had a foster dog and one of her own dogs. And it was so bad that she went to the hospital. But while she was in the hospital, the dogs disappeared. So she arranged for a search. She organized the search with a bunch of her friends and family. And they ended up finding the one foster dog. But sadly, her other dog passed away. So since then, she just completely changed the course of her career. She dedicated her life to helping lost and homeless animals. So if you want to help or if you're looking to adopt or rescue or even foster, you can go to maydayrescue.com. That's M-A-E-D-A-Y. Or you can follow them on Instagram at Mayday Rescue. Or you can check out their shop, which is at Mayday Outpost and that's my something magical so thanks natalie thanks to mayday thanks to your wife uh thanks for being so great and also thanks for uh giving teddy all the treats when we walk by
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i do love that mayday rescue and i am a very avid person of everyone to adopt don't shop please go to places like mayday rescue to go and adopt first before going and shopping
0: Thank you everyone for joining us on today's furabulous episode as we explore the multitude of Disney cultures. Woof, woof. <laughs> Please go follow <laughs> us on Instagram
1: at What's the D Pod. And don't forget to subscribe on any of the podcast channels you listen to, to get notified when our next episode drops.
0: We have been your furabulous hosts of What's the D. <laughs> That's all I got. I I don't have any more puns. (laughs) But uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Damien Daz. And you can follow me on Instagram
1: at Robbie J. Disney. And this has been What's the D? (laughs)
0: Doggone.